When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Well, thankfully, it's the return of Premier League football to draw a line under our, uh, well, FA Cup debacle uh, last last couple of weeks uh, as West Ham are travelling to Sheffield United, bottom of the table, Sheffield United. And let's be honest, Riley, mate, it's a game where if West Ham are to get three points, it would seriously put us in a, well, very, very strong place at this stage of the season. Um, but I think you'd be forgiven for thinking that probably the confidence levels aren't overly high after what we've been through against Bristol City. Um, but look, before we talk about West Ham, let's, let's talk about Sheffield United. Riley, what are your thoughts on the hosts ahead of Sunday? Um, I'm, well, look, I, I think that they've got some qualities about them. I'm, I'm glad that they brought back Wilder. I think that's a, a smart appointment. Someone who knows the club quite well. The fans bought into him. I mean, when they actually sacked him, I thought it was quite harsh, to be fair. Um you know, I think I think he's a good manager, and and I reckon he'll be able to get a bit of a tune out the players. They've got some good good players on their side as well. Cameron Archer, I've been very impressed with this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously signed from Villa, and I think you know, despite being quite a young strike, he's done very well. He's not like um, he's got the potential. I thought Rian Brewster had, of course, someone else who plays for them. Um, so I think he's doing really well. James McAtee as well. I believe he's on loan from Manchester City. He scored mm. quite a few um, good goals this season. He's definitely going to be someone to watch out for, uh, dropping into those pockets in the midfield. Gustavo Harmer as well. Um, he's someone I actually wanted us to sign from Coventry. He's a, he's a complete unit in the midfield uh, who you know, he's just an absolute engine. And he's got a, he's got also uh, he's someone he's to be looking out for. As far as the defence is concerned, I think that's where Sheffield United do fall short. Um, and is a reason why they've struggled so much in the Premier League this season. Um, they haven't really, they haven't bought well. I mean, selling Sanderberg to one of their rivals was just a very weird bit of business. Um, I think mm. that they're almost guaranteed to go down for me, to be honest. But they're going to try and, you know, take on and, and get as many names in the hat as they possibly can, uh, you know, on their way down. But you know, I think they're all every every team in the Premier League is going to be a challenge. Um, every single team is going to be a challenge. But um, all in all, I, you know, I haven't been too impressed by Sheffield this season, despite some of the quality players that they've got. Um, and I, you know, I think that realistically, any any team in the Premier League this season should be seeing them as, as a must win, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 like you, mate. Really not impressed by Sheffield United this season. I think they've been pretty crap, really. All, all, all 
you know, all round really. They're not really being nowhere near the levels that require to stay in the Premier League. Um, it's almost like they're kind of preparing for relegation before the season even started. Like you say, they've made some strange yeah. bits of business. Um, they lack Premier League quality. They just they haven't really got much of it at all across the team. As you say, they've got a couple of players: uh, Archer, say Harmon. Um, I think they've, bought, they've just uh, got Diaz on loan. Uh, from Villarreal, was Diaz, who we were interested in a couple of years ago uh, from Blackburn, he's then coming back on loan. So, but again, mm. not a proven Premier League player. Again, you kind of bought another Championship player. He's obviously not been good enough for Villarreal. So, again, another sort of signing where you go, okay, but you need goals. And all right, but I'm not suggesting they can go out and buy, you know, Erling Haaland, but they can go out and try and be a bit shrewd, uh, maybe get some Premier League experience. I mean, if you look at, um, Luton have done it quite well. They brought in Townsend, they brought in Barkley. It just adds that bit of steel, a bit of, bit of Premier League nous. And I don't think they've really got any of it um, at mm. Sheffield United. But I will say, like you said, mate, I think the the appointment of Wilder um, or reappointment, should we say, is is a clever move. I think that's it gives them a little bit of half a chance because I've, he will um, know how to. Uh, cause teams trouble. I think I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, this is probably a great time for them to be playing West Ham. You know, they'll be watched us get bullied um, off the pitch by a Championship side. So, absolutely no doubt in my mind that he'll be saying, "Right, we'll just do that." Then, just kick lumps out of West Ham all day. And they don't like it, and we'll get out there in their faces. They, they will just, they will, um, will, will struggle to deal with it, which I'm sure will be the tactic, and I'm sure it'll probably work. To be honest, in some, in some regards, but we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, overall, mate, I mean, nine points for Sheffield United. After 20 games, I mean, like you said, mate, I, I I don't see anything other than relegation for them. Even if, even if Sheffield, you know, oh, sorry, even if Nottingham Forest and Everton get 10 points deductions further, let's just say that happens and they both probably go down. I think Sheffield United will be the third team to go anyway. They're just not good enough. Um, not good enough at all. I mean, if you look at their ratio of points, they'd be finishing on 17 points, which is pretty diabolical uh, mm. for a Premier League season. Um, yeah, not not good enough. Um, like you say, mate. So you are you um, all but certain then that you'll we'll see. Um, Shepherd United back in the championship next season. Yeah, I, I just you know I think about the other sides, um, and again and again you highlighted a very good point there. The Premier League experience is not there. Um, apart from, I mean, if you look at their squad, apart from the players who were kind of there before, um, you know, players like Basham, who's of course injured at the moment, um, you know, Egan maybe. Uh, apart from that, they they don't really have a single Premier League. You know, mm. person Premier League experience, like not a single McBurney, one. McBurney in the Premier League. Can't remember McBurney, that. you could argue as well, but mm. again, he played for Sheffield United during that period, so it's not yeah. necessarily the same as saying we've brought in you know Premier League players. Yeah, Luke has done it yeah. very well, and Ross Barkley's back to his best, and Andrew, Andrew Townsend looks very very good. Um, you know, Forest, all, all the strugglers down there, they they all go with the same rhetoric of. You know, bringing Premier League proven players like Divock Origi, for instance, with Forest, who yeah. was in a shoot by. Um, you know, I, I I do think only relegation is is, and, and to be fair, I do think it's a bit harsh on Sheffield United because I do think that the quality of the Premier League is is definitely very good this season. Um, mm. I think you know, and even teams like Burnley, who absolutely pissed and walked the Championship last season, are mm. really struggling this season. Yeah. You know, the only team who are doing even half decently are Luton, to be fair, in that bottom three. Mm. Um, and they came up through the playoffs, so they're, they're probably not the team I would have suggested. But um, you raise a very good point as well, there, mate. Is that you know maybe they'll be licking their lips, having look, having had a look at that performance against mm. Bristol City. What did you make of that performance? Because um, listen, I know that we had a lot of fringe players playing, obviously without Paqueta, Bowen, Kudus, who mm. tend to be our you know our best three, you know our best yeah. three players. Um, yeah. But realistically, with a 
with a team of second string players that have Premier League experience, vast experience in the club. Um, mm. You must have been feeling like me and been quite disappointed by that performance. And I think the, the, the biggest word for me is just the gutless. You know, there's, there were just mm. like a drive. Um, yes, we got kicked about by Bristol City, but, you know, I tell you what, that some teams wouldn't have that. Some teams would say, do you know what? They're going to kick us in. We're going to kick them straight back. We're not going to allow ourselves to be mm. bullied on the yeah. pitch. But we just didn't let bother, did we, to be honest? Yeah, no, awful, mate. Really, really disappointing. I mean, look, that, that, let's get fit one straight. If if you take best players out of any Premier League side, they're going to struggle. Like any, and, and let's be honest, we're not saying we've lost a couple of players. We've literally lost our front line. We had no Edson Alvarez. Um, yeah, we we were really a depleted squad, uh, and we struggled. But yeah, there were some diabolical performances in there. And players, I just don't want to see wear the shirt again, mate. I don't want to see Aaron Creswell ever put on a West Ham shirt. And I hate saying that because it sounds like a really nasty thing to say, but I just mean it in terms of their time is done at the club now. Move them on. Don't keep dragging them back out. I'm going like David Moyes typically does because all he ever seems obsessed with is experience and experience. Well, they played. I'm just sick of that role. Danny Ings is absolute dog shit and has been dog shit ever since he walked through the door. I uh, never want to see that man put on a West Ham shirt again. Uh, side Ben Rama's awful. And thankfully, I don't think we'll ever see him play for West Ham again. I mean, always be grateful to Ben Rama for the penalty at the, in the final. And look, he's had the odd good moments. But overall, this season, he's been awful when he's been called upon. He offered nothing. Um, I think Danny Ings, I think I read a stat, he passed the ball seven times the whole time he was on that pitch. I mean, it was just awful, awful performance. Um, yeah, I just, I, that's what I think the problem is with the club at the moment. That The problem is you scratch the surface, you take the quality off, and then there's, what we've got left is just not good enough. Um, and and if, if we have got these situations, like where, like we've probably got against Sheffield United, where we've got a few players out still, I want to see the academy boys given a go. I'd rather see players that's given really- a go. Just, just give them a go. Like, just say at least, yeah. at least, at least, and the fans will forgive you. Then, if you lose, fans will go, "Well, yeah, all right." But look, we gave the young lads a go. At least they're going to show some bloody fight. Um, I thought Maxwell Corney actually. Uh, at least he tried. I thought he, you know, he didn't play well, but at least he gave. He, he tried. He was really running around that pitch. He was trying to win the ball. He was trying to make things happen. He just looks a player that's lacking confidence and. Um, match time but yeah I mean look on to West Ham as we sort of got done that we are now at the moment anyway um it's been a bad week for the club you know really embarrassing to lose like that to Bristol City it wasn't any surprise but um it was a bad week and not just because of the result but because of the injuries of course um and we're going to be nursing a few in this game mate um no Paqueta of course he's still out I think he's in Spain at the moment um trying to get better and obviously Mohamed Caduce is definitely out because he's at the African Cup of Nations but you know Jared Bowen, possibly, in the squad. I think there's hints that he will be playing or he will be featuring at least or travelling. So let's wait and see. Uh, Edson Alvarez as well, a bit touch and go. I'm, I'm going on the assumption that they are fit. I think because we've got this gap now between this game and then Bournemouth, I, I'd probably take the gamble a little bit if I was the manager anyway. Just say, look, give, get them out there, see, see what happens. And Because we need to, let's be honest, mate, we could, really do need to get something from this match. Um and yeah, it is a really big game in, in terms of what it means for our European football chances. Um, and also to get that mood lifted while we're in the January transfer window, because I think we're going to be quite busy. I'm really pleased, by the way, you know, we know we don't want to talk about transfers. I'm really pleased that David Moyes has kind of come out publicly and said that we are looking to offload quite a few players. I mean, I mean, that's music to my ears. I'm, I do want to see the backs of now some of these players um, mm. just simply have given up and are no longer part of things, in my opinion. Um, yeah, before we get into the teams, mate, what you think? What, what are your thoughts ahead of the game? I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not overly confident going into it uh, because of what we've just witnessed. But what, what, how are you feeling? Well, yeah, it's just, you know, it's quite difficult to justify, I think, bringing back Jared Bowen when 
you saw what happened to Lucas Paqueta, you know, trying to rush him back from injury and he actually, you know, went out for a bit longer. Um, mm. If there's ever a game you think that you probably would take a free hit on, um, it would be Sheffield United. And, and you, you know, you highlighted again a very good point, which is something I was going to raise, is that, you know, if you're, you know, 1-0 down against Bristol City and you're getting the shit kicked out of you, and it's very clear to see, like, everyone could see it, even the, you know, the commentators could see it, everyone could see it, the pundits, that we just weren't up for it and people just weren't bothered. You know, why not chuck the academy boys on? And I think this is a perfect game to do that. You're against bottom of the league. Um, I know Obama hasn't done brilliantly, but you'd much rather see him play over rings. Like, surely Moyes has to mm-hmm. reciprocate that. Um, you know, fair enough. Four nails as well has to be some. I know he might be off, but he has to be getting in over Ben Rama. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got some quality about him. Corne, maybe a bit of a bit of game time, a bit of run of game time. That's not a bad front three. Corne, four nails and Mubama, like, that's not awful. So I think having to rest players like Jared Bowen in this game is just a necessary evil. You know, if it gets to 60, 70 minutes and we chuck him on, no problem with that at all. But I think starting mm. from the get-go is just not a good idea, in my opinion. I don't want to aggravate his injury. He's very, very crucial uh, to mm. this season. And we've got Bournemouth next. And um, I think after this game, we've got a rest period of around 10 days. Mm. So yeah. don't you know, pull him back for this one. He'll be 100% good and ready for the Bournemouth game, which which is what we want, really. But, you know, I, I don't see Sheffield United causing us too many problems. Uh, there used to be a side that, you know, manipulated the wings and, and you know, properly pushed their wing backs up. But they haven't been very effective at it this season at all. Um, they tend to try and play through the midfield. Um, on the break, they can be quite dangerous. You know, Cameron Archer, like I said, he's got a lot of, load of pace and abundance of pace. Looks very good. Uh, McAtee as well. He likes to probe the sort of uh, outside of the box. And as well, Harmer, he's someone you've got to watch out for. He does a Suchek type run, always ghosting into the box. Um, but again, I think if this is a game we approach it as, you know, let's just assume Sheffield are going to score and we're going to score more, I think you're going to win the game easily. Um, it's some, you know, it's similar to what you'd approach Nottingham Forest with. You know, if you can score more goals than Forest, you're going to obviously win the game. Um, they tend to only score one anyway. So if this is a game we approach in the Moyes way of like, oh, how can we stop Sheffield United from no, if we attack it, if we get it from a way of let's just attack Sheffield United, try and score as many as possible. Yeah, we'll let in one or two, but we're going to score four or five. You know, mm. I don't see why we don't just approach it that way um, and and just try and you know get them to the wall because you know if if it's if we can approach it in a way of let's just sort of tactically try and break them down. That's not what you want to do against a side against Sheffield. You just want to go at them. I mean, you know, mm. Newcastle put what like seven passes in this season. You know, it's it's not. They've obviously got some frailties at the back, and we should exploit that. I understand what you're saying, and but I think knowing David Moyes now, I don't think that'd be his approach at all. I, I think Moyes will see this as a we've got to try and get a point out of this game, but just because of the injuries we've got. Um, I don't get me wrong; I think we will try and win it, but I think it will be a very much a case of backs to the wall, hold on, see if we can get a set piece, nick a goal, and that might be. It. I think that's what it's going to be a sort of smash and grab job. I think. I mean, I might be wrong, but I, I can't see Moyes setting up to go and attack them. I, only because we're lacking all our attackers. I think if, if we had Paqueta, Caduce, Bowen, everyone fit, uh, I'd be feeling very confident going into this game. I'd be thinking, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we'll go and get the job done. But I, with our depleted squad at the moment, I am struggling with it um, just because we haven't got much of a front line. However, I am including Bowen in my team in this. Uh, just give you a heads up. Um, assuming that he's fit. Because just because of the magnitude of the game, mate, because of the fact that uh, Spurs and Manchester United drew, if West Ham can get three points, it really puts us in such a strong position in that top five, top six chase. 
Um, we don't get three points without Bowen, though, is it? Does it really? Is it that pivotal? Do you think? Like, is, is this team not good enough to beat Sheffield without? I, I Bowen? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any goals in it without him. Um, that's the only problem. I, that's the only thing I, I struggle with. I don't see we've got any goals uh, at all. Um, I just I, I'm struggling with it. I mean, even James Ward-Prowse, and I think without having those front three players in front of him, he looks a little bit ineffective. He struggled to impose himself in the game because he had no one really in front of him that was making the runs that he desires or helping him out. He, he, he was struggling and um, Suchek was awful against Bristol City. Really, really poor. Um, in fact, so much so I don't really want to see him play in this game, but I have picked him um, it's just because we haven't really got any other options at the moment. But I, 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 I'd happily not have dropped him. Um, so this is my team, mate. Let's go for the teams. And obviously for, our, um, for you watching, obviously, if you can give us your team and your prediction, if you if you get the prediction right, you enter a draw and you get a, a gift from our shop. So please let us know. Also, it's quite interesting to see what other team people think of their teams because it's going to be obviously a, quite a few big question marks over certain players in this one. Um, let's start with our defence, mate. Um, who are you going for in goal? Oh, mate, Areola, easily. I, I think Fabianski, you know, He's just so so slow off his line every single time I watch him. It's like he's 10 seconds behind. I mean, you know, even in that Bristol City game, which I don't want to keep bringing up, but Corne plays through Ings and yeah, it's a bit overhit, but Ings doesn't have the pace to get there and the keeper's quick off the line. Um, mm. You know, Mavropanos makes a back pass, which is, yeah, shoddy and awful, but Fabianski takes three to five business days to get off his line. And he, mm. and he doesn't, mm. you know, you have to think in that position, you just have to clear the ball out. You know, you have to slide in, you have to go for it. And instead he just sort of kicks the ball and almost sort of gets the player a little bit and misses the ball. Yeah, I think it was a penalty, actually. I think it was actually... I think if, if, if he hadn't if he scored... Down, I think yeah, if he yeah. Went, but I think you have to do that in that game. I think you have to just slide in and try and take the ball and take the yellow card because yeah. if he goes around it, it's going to be a goal, isn't it? But, mm. you know, for me, Fabianski is, is just... His time's done at the club, unfortunately. He's, he's at that age now. Um, and I just think we've got to be playing Areola. He's, he's proved himself a number of times this season. It's an easy question. I'd be very shocked if anyone has Lucas in over Areola. No, I've gone for Ariola. I think I've don't, I think Fabianski's actually having a good season personally. I think he's been all right, but I think yeah, I know what you're saying. I think he was at fault for that. I wouldn't say he was at fault for the second goal personally. I think it was definitely Mavropanos. I know what you're saying. He was slow off the line, but I think he was, I was actually more annoyed at him in the first game against Bristol City when that ball came through and he sort of just stayed on his line and yeah. it was so obvious he was just going to smash it in the back of the net. I just thought for his experience he should have read that and come straight off his line. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. But overall, I think he's been all right. But yeah, Ariola for me, definitely. I agree. Now, uh, the back line, this is in, uh, an interesting one, obviously, because we've got a couple of players are out of form. Uh, Mavropanos obviously just made a mistake. Um, but this is my back line. I want to see Soufal dropped. I think he's been poor the last couple of games. He looks tired. I think he needs a rest. And I've got to say, I've been really impressed with Ben Johnson this season. No problems with him at all. I think he's looked really good. I mean, in fact, I would say he's one of the best players on the pitch for us against um, Bristol City. Um, looked at least he was giving it a bloody go. Like he was really trying. He was. He was not only was he playing well defensively. I thought going forward, he was trying to make things happen. He was taking players on. He was looking for the pass. He was doing things. He looks a player actually in good form. So I actually would rather see Johnson start this game. Um, I've gone for Johnson. I'm going to stick with Mavropanos. Um, uh, you know, I know he's made a couple of mistakes and hopefully he can iron that out. But I think overall, he's actually not been a bad player for us. He's just unfortunately, he keeps making an error. Um, hopefully he can just get that sorted out. Um, but it is a bit of a concern. Uh, Kurt Zuma and Emerson for me. What's about you, mate? Are you stick? I'm assuming you're sticking with back four, are you? Or are you going to go with the back five? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try and invent the wheel, mate. We're definitely sticking with the back four. But Yeah, because back know, five didn't work for us against Bristol City. It was absolutely uh, atrocious. You know, a, a question came into my head, and it's not something I ever thought I'd really consider at the start of this season. But 
you know, Ogbonna and Mavropanos had a very good partnership over the last couple mm. of uh, occasions that they played. And, you know, you put Zuma and Mavropanos in and, and they just don't look as good. So, in my eyes, am I going to put Zuma in when I know he's the better player, obviously the captain? Or am I going to put a player in that I kind of feel like has done decent as when called upon mm. when he played mm. with Mavropanos? Fair enough. I think he played in the cup earlier this season and I thought mm. he looked completely just out of it. Um, but in the Premier League experience that he's had and played with Mavropanos, he's played quite well together. So, you know, I'm I'm really tempted to go for an Ogbonna Mavropanos partnership. Yeah. And I think I will because I just think it's something that's worked before. Mm. Um, the experience of Ogbonna as well should come into play. Um, and I just think Mavropanos looks a lot more confident when he plays with him. He doesn't make these silly mistakes. He's played with Aguerd and Zuma. And the only time I feel like he's looked like a competent defender is when he's been mm. next to Ogbonna. So... For me, controversial. I'm dropping Kurt Zuma. Very controversial, but yeah, I think yeah. That's what do. Um, I can't drop Sufau. I get what you're saying about Johnson, but for me, I think in a team that lacks goals, uh, the way Sufau is when he goes forward uh, and, and how well he's done this season at getting balls into the box and working on that right-hand side, I think I cannot lose that this game if I'm going to be yeah. uh, losing Jared Bowen. So for me, I, ha- I think I have to play him. And I get what you're saying, but you know, I can always sub on a, a Skulls or a Johnson if I feel like it's not working, but I think I will still with Sufal. And left-back, obviously, we're going with the best left-back in the league, Emerson. He's been completely yeah. brilliant this season and oh, yeah, you know, fantastic. got to keep his place. Well, he was one one of those players that actually came out with his head held high, didn't he, against Bristol City, Emerson. He was he was really good again. Like He's just been very, very consistently good all season. So, yeah, and, and even last season, he was very good. So, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm... I do understand your point. Um, I just think I, I quite like. This. I, there's a big reason as well, Ben Johnson. Um, I really want to keep Johnson. I really, really don't want to see him sold. I, I've changed my opinion on that because at the beginning of the season, I was quite happy to see him be sold and moved on because of this whole contract stuff. But having seen him come on and play a few times now this season, I think he's looked really good and he's so versatile. We can play at centre back, he can play at right back, and even play at left back. Um, and he's an academy boy, and he he looks better at the moment. He's looking a better player, and I just hope they can get this contract stuff sorted out. As far as we understand it, I think the talks are going okay, but I don't know for certain. But I think I've, I've got a feeling he will sign a deal. I think they'll get it agreed. But I would apparently one of the reasons of his his issues is everyone keeps saying it's about money, but I think one of the key reasons he wants game time. So it's probably not a bad time to start him, but that's just my my feeling on it. Um, midfield, um, I'm going for Edson Alvarez. Assuming Edson Alvarez is available, I think he will be because I think it was only minor um, the reason he was pulled out of the Bristol City game. So I don't think he'll be out. Moyes has kept his um, cards close to his chest that season, hasn't he, regarding these injuries. He's not letting anyone know what's happening. But I'm assuming Alvarez is available. We bloody need him because we really missed him against Bristol City. We got bullied all over that pitch and he's that player. I just don't think he'd let that happen. Um, And we're going to need that because I think Sheffield United are going to be doing the same. So I want to see Alvarez back in there. Um, and I'll, I'll put Suchek, um alongside him because of his height, really. And I think we're going to need that against a team like Bristol, um, Sheffield United. I think they're going to be hoofing the ball in that box quite a fair bit. We're going to have to be up for that. Um, and I'll put James Ward-Prowse ahead of them. Uh, mate, what's your midfield looking like? Yeah, it's the same, but simply because I'm out of options, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I can't really put four nails in the midfield as I probably want to because... Uh, I, I need to put him in my front line. Um, okay. There's no one really else available, I don't think, really, at the moment, with obviously Paqueta unavailable. Um, I think it's midfield's quite a hard game for the youth to come in because 
even if mm. they do play well, they don't often get the plaudits because it's hard to get the stats and stuff. It's kind of easier to come in as a as a defender or as a striker because you get the people can easily see and you can often get lost in midfield in the Premier League. It's very, very physical. So mm. it's not something I want to, you know, put on a youth player at the moment. But yeah, unfortunately it is vice versa. It's the same. Um Suchek is someone I've been wanting to drop for a long time, but you know, until we get someone else in, I think he's kind of got to play. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, Sutrex, yeah, he's, like, he's not having a horrendous season, but yeah, recently, he's just, I, he breaks up our play too much. He's too, he's just not, he's not good enough on the ball. Like, he's he's good enough in certain situations, very good in the box, very good getting in the air, causing defenders problems and bullying. He's great at that. That is his game. He's very, very good at it. But that, when you get that ball on the ground and lay it to him, he is just awful, awful. He slows up the play. He, he His passing ability is so bad. It's like he just hasn't got any distribution about him at all. He just can't get the weight of a pass right. He can't get the direction of it correctly. He's just all... I don't know how he's managed it throughout his career, but that's just unfortunate. That's, it is the, what he's like. So, But as you said, we, we're out of options, really. Um, Calvin Phillips, for me, would be a big upgrade, and I think it's needed, to be honest. I think we've witnessed it quite a bit, um, because let's be honest, I think we'd all be looking at... We'd be much happier today to be saying we've got Alvarez alongside... Um, uh, Calvin Phillips in midfield, Wall Prowse ahead. I think you think, oh, that sounds a bit more like it. We're going to play some football. Um, mm. for up front, I, I mean, I've been a bit controversial with this. Now, it's a bit of a weird one. I think we've got to do two kind of front lines for me because we don't know the situation on Jared Bowen. Now, mm. if Bowen's available, I want to see this. I would pick Jared Bowen on the right, Cornet out on the left, and I'd have Callum Marshall up front, personally. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with Marshall. I actually think he looked really, really good when he came on against Bristol City. Um, lively, lovely on the ball. He looked confident. He didn't look phased at all about who he was playing against and looked far more established at the moment than um, Divine Mabama, um, who looks a little bit out of confidence, kind of looks like he could do with a loan move, whereas Marshall just looked the business straight away. Uh, I appreciate it was only a few minutes, but um, I get the feeling that wouldn't be a bad front line, actually. A bit of pace. Um, however, if... Bowen's not available. My front line would just be that I would swap Marshall and Bowen over. I'd put Marshall out on the right. I'd have Devon Barmer up front, and then I'd have Cornet on the left because I think you could you could they could swap over um, uh, Barmer and Corner and um, Marshall. They, they forget they've, they've played together for years, haven't they? Um, they know each other pretty well, so. I think we're out of options, really. We don't have many options, and I don't really rate four nails anymore. I think he's finished, and I just, I don't know. I'm not saying it'd be awful. I, I mean, I, could, I don't, Moyes won't go for that. Moyes will never, ever pick this team, but that's what I would be doing. Just go for it a little bit, put some youth out there and say, look, just give it a go. We need we need something up front. Um, and I think Corne deserves his start, actually. I know he's, he wasn't overly great, but at least he gave it a go. And look, I, I, I get the feeling Corne will probably be staying this window as well. I don't get the impression he's going anywhere. So I think he needs some game time. And my God, we need to give these players some minutes, mate, because they need some confidence levels. We've seen that recently. Um, what's your front line? I think you need to do both as well. Do If, if you've got Bowen available and, and then if you haven't. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm quite taken aback by that front three. It's very ballsy. It's very, very ballsy. <laughs> um, I think putting two youth players in uh, when we need goals is, is maybe a little bit uh, out there. But you know yeah. what? I mean, I'd rather see... Callum Marshall out there, the, the Ings, and oh yeah, yeah. I, I was scared. I, I don't want to see Ings ever put on a football show again. He can. He will. He, 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 he will be starting this game. He will be starting this game. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, yeah Moyes will do the whole bullshit. Yeah, but he used to play for Liverpool and he scored quite yeah. a few goals for them. He did quite well at Southampton, so I'll play him. That's what Moyes will do because that's how Moyes' brain works. But 
I mean, for a man that touched the ball fucking seven times against Bristol City, who are a championship side, just just tells you that bloke is not good enough. Sorry, mate, you carry on. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I love it, mate. It's absolutely fine. Uh, I, I get I get that much passionate when I talk about Danny Ings as well. Um, <laughs> but I think you know, if you if you got someone who's um, on that much that much money a week, you kind of have to justify playing him because you know it's just ridiculous the amount of money he's on. But you know, this is the most pointless conversation in the world because. Danny Ings will be starting yeah. and probably play 90 minutes uh, against Sheffield United to no avail, probably. And even if he does score, oh, well, fuck him. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if we have Bowen, then I probably would go with you. I'd go I'd go Bowen, Mubama and Corne. I, I okay. personally think that Mubama's kind of deserved his run of games at the moment. And okay. I feel like it, it kind of sends the wrong message to him if it's like, you know, it's, it kind of almost sends a message of like, oh, you're, you're, you're yesterday's news. I know you're like the youth player, but, mm. you know, and you want to play more games and, you know, we, we want to sign you this contract. Until that contract's at least signed, I think that he needs to get the nod over someone like Marshall at the moment with the amount of time he's waiting on the bench and, you know, with his discrepancies at game time. I feel like it would just completely send the wrong message if we said, oh, we can't we can't play you because, you know, we just don't have the, the availability in the team. And then we put in Callum Marshall ahead of you. You know what I mean? I just feel mm. like it sends the wrong message. Uh, mm. during this sort of tenuous time of contract negotiation. So I would be going Bowen, Cornet, Mubama. I think that's a, a blind in front three. Um, and I'm sure Bowen can adapt back to the right wing role. Um, but if uh, he's not available, which I don't think he is, and I don't think he should be, I think we should at least rest him to the 60th, 70th minute, and then we'll do what we need to do. Uh, I would be going for four nails, Cornet and Mubama in the middle. Okay. Um, I get what you're saying about four nails, but... Um, I think he's got experience and he can play quite well. Um, and I feel like, yeah, again, yeah. we're kind of out of options here. Like I, I would probably rather play four nails than Marshall simply for the fact that you just put in way too much uh, trust in the youth in that, in that scenario. And, mm. um, you know, if we are playing poorly, West Ham fans will get on the back of them. You know, they will, especially if we're not scoring goals, you know? And so I just see like it's a lot of pressure for them to deal with. And having two of them leading the front line, I think it's just very, very risky for me. So I'd be going four nails. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I, I do get your argument. I do. Um, I, I, and I, I don't want to throw them under the bus. Um, I just think that I'm struggling to see where the goal is going to come from at the moment. Um, I, and hence why, that's why I'm starting Bowen if he's fit. Because I just, I, I think he's the only, if Bowen, this is my theory. If Bowen's fit and he's fit enough to play this game, I think he has to start. Because I think if he plays, we've got a chance of winning the game. I think without Bowen, I don't see us scoring goals. I just don't, do not see it. I think the only chance I can see us scoring a goal is from a corner, free kick or something like that. I don't see us going and playing some lovely football and banging goals. And I just don't see it. Whereas Bowen, I think, has got the ability um, to do that. Um, look, time for prediction time, mate. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not confident in going into this game. I think it really depends on Bowen. Uh, it, it seems very 50-50 to me. My gut tells me he's not going to be available. Um, only because Moyes has sort of said, oh, no, I'm not going to give that information away. And although he did say he's doing better, it's got his feeling he's not. I don't, I don't know why. Um, probably should try to find out from X if he was available before this. But um, don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he is. I, I, if he is available, I know you're saying it's a gamble. But because we've got that 10-day break, that kind of gives me the confidence that even if he does come off a little bit sore and goes, oh, yeah, my ankle's a bit sore, you can go, well, you've got 10 days off now. Give him give him four, four days off rest and just say, that no football for a few days. Rest up. Get yourself, then you've got pretty much a week then to get yourself match fit for for uh, Bournemouth. So I probably would take the gamble, um, but I know it's yeah. a big risk. Um, I mean, it is an impact injury, isn't it? It's not like a strain or anything like that. So it's it's yeah, 
if you know with a strain, you know, if you play with a strain often, you can make it even worse and you, you get a different yeah, exactly. grade. But and also, yeah, exactly. And it sounds like a bad knock, doesn't it? Because it sounds like it swelled up and they were going, Oh, they don't know what's wrong with it. Then the swelling went down, they scanned it, and it's they said, Oh, the damage is very minimal. So maybe it just sounds like he just took a really nasty kick to the ankle and it's hurt him. But it's, like you say, no ligament damage and stuff. So it might be quite low risk and just say, look, well, even if you feel a bit sore, you can rest up Jared for a few days, but you can just stay at, stay at home, put your foot up and then you can come back training on in, in next week. And then you can have a whole week getting ready to, to face Bournemouth. Uh, that's what I personally would do. But, uh, you know, I'm not, who knows? I, I, as you might know, mate, I'm not actually a doctor. I know it'll surprise you. Um, right. Prediction time for this one. I, I'm not really confident. I've got to be honest, and I, I actually probably wouldn't be too disappointed with a point, although I know three points would be massive for us. I I just don't want to lose this game. I really don't. I don't want us to, I want us to try and keep something going here. Um, I've gone for one all in this one for a prediction. What's your feelings, mate? Uh, I've gone for one all, except for I've also gone Ooh. for 2-1. So we will. I feel, I feel like it will, it will be a draw and we will be able to get over the line and get that uh, telling goal, but... I only think that's because Jared Bowen will come on for a 30-minute cameo at the very least and um, mm. hopefully claw us back uh, into a few goals. But, you know, it is quite worrying. And I think it's something I, I spoke about a while ago that, you know, I feel like everyone sees how well we're playing and, and the results we're getting. But realistically, it's only three players that are dragging us to those results. And I said ages ago, if you take those three players out of this side, um, you know, the, the performances are masked by how good they are. And I think we're seeing that now, you know, the fact that, you know, yes, teams have lost big players like, you know, you know, Spurs have lost Son and they've got the ability to bring players in, um, you know, Liverpool, loads of sides have lost players, but Newcastle as well, they're getting big results, um, despite the fact that they've lost so many big players. But you take three players out of West Ham for one game and all of a sudden you're like, Christ, we're like, what, what team have we even got at the moment? So it is quite worrying and, you know, hopefully they just all come back and we can get over this period. The only good thing is, obviously, we've got a bit of an extended break. Um, this is, I think, the last game in January for us. So mm. after that, 1st of February, and then a couple of, uh, days after that, we have another game. So hopefully we just bypass this little period and whatever happens in this period, we kind of just mark down to, you know, it's a one-off, it's happened, it's not great, but we could just kick on from there. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it's one of those, when you've lost players through injury like like we have and had like a really much you know let's let's be frank we are we are going through a bit of a mini crisis at the moment with injury i think i don't mean you know we've got players coming back and we'll be sorted soon enough but when you're going through those phases you just got to sort of grit your teeth and get through it and i think this is one of them games like i don't think it's an away game in the premier league if west ham come away with it with a draw i don't think it's that terrible result i mean it's it's a winnable game we know that and it had we had our best team available i would be expecting three points and i'd be quite disappointed with a draw in fact, mm. I'd be very disappointed with a draw, but I probably won't be too disappointed if we got a point in this game and just said, right, we've got something from it, let's move on. Um, I think we're going to be up against it, though. I think Chris Wilder's not an idiot and he'll know. He'd, he'd have had his scouts watching the um, Bristol City game and or possibly even watching it himself so, and probably just watch the team get absolutely bullied off the pitch. So you're probably thinking, right, well, that's what we're going to do. We'll just kick West Ham to bits and see if we can get a result. It's going to be a tough game, but... I tell you what, if we can get Bowen, if Bowen's fit and available, I think we've got every chance of winning it. I think it could be a real, that could be the difference in this because I think he's got goals in him. He's been great this season, and we need it because this. If West Ham can get three points, mate, then my word, we are in for a very, very interesting season. Sports 
Podcast Network.